Hello, hello. You're listening to Unplug the Podcast with me, your host, Super Simone365. Hi, I'm just jumping on to let you know that we've changed the name from Unplug to Disinfluencer. Everything's the same. We just changed the name. So there'll be reference to that. We did it in April 23. Enjoy this episode. It's way past my bedtime, so let's see how we go. I'm also sipping a hot milo because late. I just took a selfie of myself because I've got <laughs> I've got my headphones wrapped around a cushion because I found I'm making I don't know making too much noise. I've got to get a mic. I'm getting a mic. I promise. It's just funny. I don't know how to put my photos in the show notes, but there is a photo. Anyway, moving along. Today, I want to talk about starting a startup. And I've got this (laughs) crinkled bit of paper that I actually fished out of the bin with all these points I'm going to go through. And I want to go over it, um, go over everything, and then we can dive into specific things. So... I've already talked about some really basic stuff like coming up with a name. I was actually having a conversation with my accountant today because I have an ABN. I have a trust and an ABN and I need to get something set up for this. And I'm like, do I need another ABN? No, I don't need another ABN. I need to register the business name through ASIC. Um, So I'm going to just be a boring nanner again and say um I've given you some tools we've talked about names we've talked about some money stuff you also need an accountant and a lawyer okay you might not need them both right now but a good um like ask your network or ask people you know in business like even write me a message I can send you some links there are people out there that I'm not I don't want you to ask or expect expect people to work for free but a good accountant in your area or in your industry or genre or niche um, even a good lawyer should be happy to sit down and have a quick conversation with you now even if they do charge you um, ask them you know what the fee for service is it could be the best money you ever spend because you don't want to go off and do all this work on a thing and then um, find out that someone else has registered that business name. And then you have to change everything. Um, so a couple of hundred bucks for that initial consultation, um, you know, is something you should consider. Anyway, moving along. Yeah, so um, and back to the resources like the government resources or your local chamber of commerce or your local council, um, if you are involved in a startup network you can ask your peers as well for not for advice but have you know they're having these conversations because you don't know right you do not know so you can be surrounded by people that have you know walked that path and they'd be happy to share it with you just like I am now I think it's really important anyway so you want to start a startup this is my scribble bit of paper says episode four. I think it might be episode five. Five or four. I don't know. 
So, yeah, so we've talked about names and we've talked about kind of this idea of entrepreneurship and we've talked about money and sales. We've talked a bit about apps and and what I wanted to talk about more is um, the next episode. I've actually, over the weekend, I sat down and I did my business plan. It's all in my head. I do, I write a lot of stuff in my books have a lot of stuff in my head um but it's really good to I write it in my book and then I type it up and I save it in my google drive um back to that kind of counseling notion it's really important that you do this and you write it or type it up because again it gets it out of your head and you can look at it from a different point of view and it clears that brain space in your head, I believe. So you're not like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got to write this. I've got to do this. So you're not like, it's like, okay, I've got to do these things. And then you do them. And then your brain space has got space to think creatively. Well, mine does anyway. That's how my brain works. Okay, so we've done, um, the next episode will be about the business plan stuff. But yeah, before you even start anything, speak to people. Like I said, speak to the accountant, um, speak to your peers, get, you know, access to some of those resources just to get some basics to know what you're in for. And that can be a bit of a guide or a bit of a framework to work with, right? Because unless you've like no one, anyone who starts a business, they have to do all this and no one knows what to do. You have to do it yourself. Um, so I guess one of the, the really important things is, is it a product or service? And what is your path to market? So on plug this podcast and this marketplace that I want to create um, is, well, it's a marketplace let's just talk about the podcast. The podcast is a path to market. The podcast is, I I don't think I'm going to have an Instagram profile that's going to explode overnight. And I don't want it to be an Instagram profile that does explode overnight because I want to dive deep and have conversations and take you on journeys and and interview people and have stories and I don't think you can get that essence in a Instagram podcast and another kind of realization I had today too is I want to talk about business and entrepreneurship and people with disabilities and like for me because I'm in that bubble I see all the stuff but I want to take this mainstream I want to take this to the globe So this isn't stuff um, for that, just for that bubble of people like me that um, is a parent with a child with a disability. And I, I am saying disability and chronic illness because we have a disability and a chronic illness, like a kidney transplant's hardcore and a kidney transplant is just a form of treatment. It's not a cure. Anyway. So, um, yeah, is it a product or service and what's your path to market? So, to me, I'm a marketplace, so I guess it's not necessarily, I'm not selling a product per se, 
but I want to be, I guess, a service to product and service providers to, to bring it all together in the marketplace. And the path to market is through the podcast um, as well, like I said, because I have two two goals I'm simultaneously trying to do. I want to bring together all the entrepreneurs and kind of consolidate that um, really fragmented space of um, like it's not fragmented there's people doing amazing things but I want to bring it all together because then I have this thing about um, the what's it called what's it called what's it called the food court the food court right if you go to the mall and the food court's got two shops in it like it's terrible but if you go to the mall and the food court has 17 shops in it like it's packed and you can never get a seat that's what I'm trying to do like people think having more of the same like having three Chinese restaurants for example is bad but having three Chinese restaurants is good because there's enough pie for everyone also side note when I was doing my research that's another thing you have to do research I came across a stat that the NDIS industry in Australia alone contributed $52 billion to the economy in 2020 and 2021. That's just two years, right? So there's $52 billion out there. We want a slice of that. We want our entrepreneurs who are making products and services that they know would help other people like themselves or they want to make stuff like candles because they're creating their own business to create meaningful employment and earn money like wowzers okay can we add research to the list so i'm all over the shop it is very late for me so let's see how we go okay product or service path to market uh let's talk about your ideal customer or customer avatars so like I said, I, I'm being very broad here, which is a bit naughty. You should really be quite specific. Well, it is specific. So I, I said to you just before, I want the marketplace to be um, products and services done by the um, the bubble I'm in, but I want it to go to direct-to-consumer, to everyday consumers. That's my ideal customer. So... Like, yeah, there would be some stuff that would be ideal, like peer-to-peer sales, um, people with disabilities who are making stuff for people with disabilities, like, yes. But the the bigger picture is to take all this to the, to the consumer, to the everyday average Joe Blow who um, wants something awesome and they should be able to find it on the marketplace. Um, sales channel I've got here. So, again... The sales channel is, so Onplug is an online marketplace. I do have a little fantasy of doing pop-up shops, but we'll leave that for another day. Um, so the sales channel is through the marketplace. And then from the sales channel, what I've got here under that is revenue streams. So I want the marketplace to be a subscription. So there'll be different subscription levels um, there may be a little commission because I might not be able to get away around it. I'm just trying to figure that out. So yeah, it'll be a subscription. There'll be like free subscriptions 
a commission because another thing too in the marketplace you might not want to be you might not be selling a product or service but you might be an NDIS provider that is um, that wants to market or advertise themselves so I'm going to have that too um, I do a customer sales channel strategy so um, as you know I've got a marketing background I'm a graphic designer am I a graphic designer still yes I'm a graphic designer I've got a fancy certificate somewhere a certificate a degree <laughs> oh my goodness yeah so um, I was really jaded in that industry because people would come to you and be like can you make me a logo and can you make it like RM Williams but can you make it purple and green and you just like I roll like no you can't make a logo like someone else and here I am a designer and you haven't asked me to do anything um, and that is what that's a really general example but what I'm trying to say is people don't have a strategy like why do you want it to be like RM Williams and why do you want it to be purple and green so strategy is really important and I'm talking about um, probably more not so much the design but the marketing so people again they think oh well I'll have a logo and I'll put three things on Facebook and it'll start raining money doesn't work like that either you need to have a strategy of okay well what um, social channels will you, you use are they right for you and then what are you going to do um, and it takes a bit of time to kind of find your voice but then you know are you going to have sales are you going to do brand awareness are you going to share memes like what is it that you're going to do and why and what's what's the strategy do you want people to share your page do you want to grow a big following like build that community so then you could release a product or service to sell and you've already got these kind of ideal customers waiting or you know are you kind of starting from scratch and building people along and you know you want them to join your mail list you want them to listen to your podcast you want to um, push them to your like not push them but tell them about your marketplace do you know what I mean like you need to kind of take a step back I've got some really cool tools I've developed over the years for that as well because you need the strategy and then you need an implementation plan. When I do my social stuff, like I've got this little calendar thing. It's just like a sheet of paper with boxes on it. But I do stuff in seasons or in quarters. Um, and then I do, I break it down. So I kind of think big, like I think in the quarter and then I break it down to the month. And then to the week and then to the day. And then I've got this kind of matrix I follow. I do, you know three things I want to talk about across three different channels so straight away that's a week's worth of content and I just kind of you know run a matrix of it um, and then I measure you know what works what resonated what works with my audience you know some things you think are going to be like epic that are just nothing and some random thing goes nuts like you need to kind of um, plan and then measure it not just do it random and ad hoc and and the things about um you know I actually do all my stuff I do it on a bit of paper like on this thing I've designed but I do it all in um in the business um suite in Facebook um because you can 
Like you can go back and look at it over the month and see what worked and what didn't. So you can measure it. That's what I'm trying to say. You want to measure your return on investment. Another really important thing is batching as well. Um, not sitting, you know, if you sit down and do a plan for a quarter, a season, you know, three months of content, you know, we're about to lead up to Christmas, for example. So everyone you, you see now, everything's Christmas stuff, right? So if you go, okay, well, we're going to do three months of Christmas, that's 12 weeks, four weeks to a month, week by week, and you, you kind of sit down and, and plan it out in one go, then you can implement it and literally sit in the chair and implement, not sit in the chair and procrastinate for three hours because you have no idea what to do. Like there's a very big difference because if you give yourself plans and I'm a big person, big believer in plans and writing lists um, and then you action it, like yes, you're going to get creative or you might have days that you're off or whatever, but if you can... Um, if you're coming up with new ideas or whatever, if you can kind of park them until you finish doing what's on your to-do list, for example, otherwise you'll just get caught up in making lists and coming up with ideas, which will kind of get you nowhere. You need to actually make and produce, like you need to create the content and and schedule it and have it happening instead of just dreaming up awesome things to do because that will not get you anything. Okay. Another really important thing, even though this seems like a lot of stuff, is kind of having a go at doing it yourself. So you can use Canva. Like I said, you can use the business suite in Facebook that lets you do Facebook and Instagram. Um all the Canva templates, you know, you can use the same graphic size template for Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's really important that you have a go at doing stuff yourself. Well, you probably are doing stuff yourself because you have to, because you don't have any money to pay anyone. Um, but it's really important so you know... Um, what works and you have that connection with your customer so when you do grow and you can bring people on or outsource it or whatever you have an understanding of what it is and how long it takes and how it all works you don't want um, to outsource things in your business that if that person can't do it anymore then everything falls over just going back to the accounting, you don't have to be an accountant. But this is really important with the numbers. You hear the horror stories all the time where people have, um, you know, they've handed over their books to somebody and they just trust that they're doing it. Um, and they never check it and things aren't done. Now, you don't need to be an accountant. You don't need to um, be a zero master. But if you... You know, if you've done those exercises like I've talked about, those money exercises with budgets and, you know, forecasting and giving yourself, you know, real realistic budgets and know what you're spending things on, um, you know, you, you, you'll know, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's really important. 
and startup plan to do that. Anyway. Um, okay, I might just have a little break for a minute and come back. I probably should have started with this. And I'm sorry, I am all over the shop. It is very, very late. But like I said, I'm a shipped is better than perfect. And there's so many things I want to talk about. And I'm kind of giving you a verbal vomit of all the things. And then we can dive into specific things as we go along. Um, what I probably should have started with is exit. Your exit strategy. Now... You might be building an accidental empire. It might be your lifesaver business. So there's no real exit strategy in place. But it's something you should think about. Like if Richard Branson comes knocking on your door, what would you sell your startup for? And this is something a lot of people don't think about. Um... But again, it's it's one of those things you do need to think about. Like maybe um, your startup doesn't work and that's fine too. How long are you going to go on um, before you shut it down or you pivot? You know, like you need to, if you can kind of have this <laughs> this conversation with yourself, but if you can think about this before you start, it's really important. Like how long... You know, how long can you go without making any profit, without making any money, without making any sales, still keeping your website running, still kind of producing your products, still delivering your service, still putting all the time and effort into social media? Like how long can you do that for realistically before enough is enough? And and I say that and I want you to know that nothing is ever lost. You could do 18 months at a thing. And it could all be a big pile of steaming poo-poo. But you might stop. There's going to be so many things that you would have learnt about yourself. And then that could be the catalyst of, okay, well, that wasn't for me. Um, and you might have another idea or you might have started with an idea and it didn't really work and people are kind of asking you to do something else and that could be, you know, like that pivot that that's what the people want and that's what you do and but you had to do that 18 months of, you know, it's kind of that, that trough of sorrow um, to kind of get to that, that sweet spot and know what people want. So, yeah, the exit's really important. Um, before... Sorry, I'm all over the place, but there's another thing called product market fit. So product product market fit is when your product or service um, fits the market's need and demand. So you've kind of created something, you've you've put it out to the market, you've tweaked it, and it's now um, not selling itself, but it's it's not something that you have to explain to people like people are just happy to buy. Um, and then that's a really important place to be as well because when you come to product market fit, that's probably when you go from startup to small business. So you're not, you know, doing, um, you know, experimenting and trying different things like you know who your ideal customer is, you've found your ideal ideal customer, 
you're servicing them like you don't have to really advertise well you do have to advertise and market to them but you know they're quite happy to buy your product and service they're telling other people about your product and service and then you kind of you know if that's where you want to go that's when you can go to scale so um yeah I've got on my bit of paper product market fit scale exit and live happily ever after (laughs) that's so funny um yeah so even though this is a big hot jumbled mess I think it's kind of good because that's what starting a startup is like (laughs) it's like I'm going to make uh I don't know coffee mugs uh awesome where do I start what do I do you can get coffee mugs in Canva they're awesome but do you know what I mean like it's kind of like you there's no I'm telling you see an accountant see a lawyer write write a business plan you know what's you what how much capital do you need there's so many things you have to figure out right and that's kind of the fun bit and it it's also really important to um, enjoy the journey. No one knows what they're doing, right? Like you can read every every startup success story. Like they just had an idea and they had a crack and they figured it out. Like that's, that's the playbook, right? <laughs> but what I want for you guys is I want you to have some framework so you can do it smarter and a lot of people um are quite and this is why networking groups are really important especially startup ones because a lot of people are quite happy to share to pay it forward and share their knowledge like we lift as we climb right because that's why I always say to people about apps everyone you know wants they want me to build an app and profit share it it doesn't work like that but if you come to me and go okay I've got this app and you know we've come up with this problem I can probably help you because you've like I've probably had that problem um you know I could help you with problems you know from what I've known or done but I can't help you with your ideas or your wish list and that's something you you know sadly have to figure out by by yourself like there's this thing um about now I'm rambling uh like what's a coach what's a mentor what's a counselor so a mentor is someone that has done what you've done like in your like I'm not an app mentor person that's ridiculous but I can help people with apps because I've done an app and I can help people with business because I've done business but I can't help people with I don't know like I can't help people with running a cafe because I've never run a cafe you know so I couldn't mentor cafe owners how to you know optimize their cafe because I've never done that Like I've worked in that space, but I've never been on the tools. I've never had a shop. I've never had the staff. I've never ordered the supplies. I've never had a kitchen. Do you know what I mean? So um, what I'm getting at is seek people that um, have walked that path and don't, but don't ask and be really succinct. Like if you email me and go, 
and I don't know you and you're like, Simone, I've got this problem, X, Y, Z, what do you think? I can usually reply and go, yeah, maybe this, that and the other. But if you write me an essay of 17 questions, I can't respond to that, you know. So um, I don't anymore, thankfully, get a lot of emails like that. But I did, I did, and it was quite overwhelming. And I'm a busy person. Like, I can't just answer everyone's emails all day. And I remember when I started, I did ask some some people for help, and they did. So I do try and pay it forward. Like, I'm doing this to pay it forward, to tell you all the things. So especially the accountant and the lawyer, because, like I said, that could be a couple of hundred bucks that will save your bacon, you know? And um, we had we had our stuff trademarked and someone um, took our domain name and we sent them a cease and desist and they responded with an apology and said they did it by accident. Now, <laughs> I don't know how you accidentally register a domain name, but like this stuff happens, right? And if you have covered your bases... Um, you can act now, if we hadn't had that done, that could have like destroyed our business because it was an, an app, a digital business, the the name, like that's why I always go on about it. It's really important. Anyway, I've been rambling for 10 minutes, but like I said, we film once, remind me to send you this photo of my cool setup. It's hilarious. Um, and that's what starting a startup's like. So jump in, have a crack, you know, kind of know all the things, get some frameworks, some resources, give yourself some goals, some time frames, some budgets. And remember, like keep keep moving forward, keep doing stuff, keep speaking to people, um, and even if you fail, you'll win. Happy startuping entrepreneurs. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening. We're on Instagram at on.plug. We only have Insta for now. But you can also go to our website, which is in the link in our Insta bio, and get in touch if you want to. If you want to know more about the marketplace, you want to be on the podcast, you have a podcast for us, if you want to support us, if you just want to say hello, just find us on Instagram or here and say hello. Hi. Bye.